Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast with myself, Amber, and our lovely host, Hayden. So, Hayden, we've got loads to chat about. This. Have we? Has anything happened this week? I don't think anything's happened, right? It's been. I think it's been quite a quiet it's week. It's so quiet. I've been that so chilled. Nothing to talk about at all. You know, <laughs> waiting for the season to start. Snooze fest. I think I'm still having heart palpitations more than news that's come out recently. <laughs> like genuinely, it's been non-stop for the like the last few days. You're in the appropriate colours. Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari. <gasps> I don't think anyone really expected that to just like come out now mm-hmm. like maybe a few talks later on for 2025 who knows but just to be like do you know what by the way guys yeah 2025 uh let's do it let's mm-hmm. go ferrari mental i think everybody just switched off for that whole day i was just 100 oh, refreshing twitter like give me the news mm-hmm. sorry x does anyone call it x i still call it twitter yeah, not gonna lie. same thing no i spoke to my dad and i was like dad oh my gosh have you seen the news and he was like saw this coming i did not see this coming he was like yeah but obviously he's only got a few more years left in f1 he's not going to stay in mercedes they're not performing where they should be so he was like why would he not every driver wants to drive for ferrari and i was like yeah but like who actually expects that to happen now maybe yeah, in like yeah. two three years but right now i was like i thought he's gonna you know bring the team back up mercedes get them back to like podiums and wins maybe he can get his you know world championship and then then he moves potentially but uh yeah, but would you like why would you bother building up a team to then leave like you yeah know, he wants to go win i don't think i guess it's clear to see he literally jumped in the simulator because i remember there was a post being like oh lewis is joining us in the simulator this week and then two days later yeah i'm gonna for <laughs> he must have hated the w15 so badly that he's like i'm out i don't want this i think he knows George, he's leaving soon <laughs> he's like do you know what i'm gonna be off in about three years so let's just do it why not go out with a bang exactly what i said I'm personally really, really excited. Like, as a low-key, as everyone knows, high-key Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton fan. I mean, I'm a patriotic Brit. I love them all. Um, I'm not really a team supporter, so I'm not as devastated as those who are like Mercedes Lewis Hamilton fans. I'm just really excited to see him in Ferrari. I've always been, you know, Ferraris. As Sebastian Vettel said, everyone's a Ferrari fan. Even if you say you're not a Ferrari fan, mm-hmm. you are a Ferrari fan. Just that little bit inside of you. Mm-hmm. As a kid, it was watching Michael Schumacher in Ferrari. And then, you know, there's not really been too many like big days for Ferrari since, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm there. I'm going to be like, yep, change outfit, straight into the Ferrari <laughs> gear, waving that flag. Let's go for it. I'm gassed. I'm I already have. I'm literally in the red jumper. <laughs> we went to the stake launch as well, and I was in full red as well. No, Not ter- correct colours. Rival team. But I was still supporting, you know, Hamilton's move to Ferrari, and one of my other favourite drivers is Charles Leclerc. So I'm like, dream team. All we need now is Grosjean as the reserve no, driver. Which, please don't stop. shut me down on this, guys. Stop. Everyone thinks I'm so deluded, <laughs> and I clearly you am. Are. But just 
bring him back? Why you not? are full Delulu really right am. now. Like really bad. Yeah, but then Grosjean made that post on Instagram. I, I thought, what an icon. Context as well. That popped up on my feed. So I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to Amber because obviously I know Amber loves Roman Grosjean. It's like one of the most favorite favorite drivers <laughs> that's ever been for yeah. her. Don't so I was why. like, oh my God, ah, oh my God, exciting news. Oh my God, you won't believe what just happened. You had to like pull over when you were driving. Yep. Called me just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, Hayden, this isn't real. This isn't real. What's going on? And I was just yep. like, what do you mean what's going on? Yeah, I full on believed it. I was on the motorway. I was like, la, 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 la. I see just a text pop up. I pull into that service station. I'm like, right, I need to see this. But Grosjean, I thought, oh my gosh, just see the picture. I thought, no, this is like not real life. This can't be. And then it was fake. Sorry, I'm so April sorry. Fools is I'm not so for a while. It was there on a plate. I saw it and I was like, I know exactly what to do with this. I had to call you. I paused my drive for that. I'm sorry. But no, that would be my dream team, to be fair. It's never going to happen, but um, we, we can only wish, really. Rory, if you're listening, make Grosjean. a fan happy. There you go, Roman Grosjean. But then who do you think Hayden's going to go in that Mercedes seat? It's, oh, I, would, I would really love for it to be Kimi Antonelli for me. I, I just want to see somebody come in as a rookie and be in a... I don't know where Mercedes will be. There's talks that they're not going to be as good as they used to be. They're going to be... Mm a higher end midfield team going forward. And maybe that's why Lewis Hamilton is stepping away. But, you know, if they are at least a decent team, put them in. And I reckon we'll see something similar as Oscar Piastri's done in McLaren, you know, impressed straight away. Yeah. There's a lot of options there. A lot of people talk about Fernando Alonso. I'm still on the train of Fernando Alonso, the Red Bull. That's yeah. what I want to see. No, I agree. Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc versus Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso. What a quartet that is. Mm -hmm. That'd be amazing. Um, Carlos Sainz the other way. He's always been rumoured though with Audi. So I don't know. I don't know whether he'd go with a Mercedes, but he's an option for sure. I think he's a very good, consistent driver. But then who's going to be replaced, obviously, when they change over to Audi? Who's going yeah. to gonna go from that driver lineup? Because that's the thing. You put one driver in, in one team, but then you have to then move this person around and move that person around. usually how it works, to be fair. Yeah, when, when uh, drivers switch uh, uh, around, they usually... <laughs> it's like, you have to think, out. you can't go, no, oh, so and so yeah. should go there. Yeah. you got to be like, oh, actually, no, but then who's yeah. going to fill that? Are they going to be on the grid currently? Yeah. Is it going to be like a rookie? Is it going to be a past driver? It's like, who's going to fill that seat? Yeah. There's talks of Albon going to Mercedes. Mm -hmm. I could see that happening. At first, I was like, no, no, because obviously he's probably maybe aiming to go back to Red Bull at some point, but then... If there's a seat there and you're in a Williams, would you not just take it then? Yeah, well, there are rumours circulating at the moment that Albon is, you know, potentially looking at that 2025 seat mm -hmm. with Red Bull. These are just rumours, so this isn't like fact or this is just what's been going around on social media. But for me, I, I just don't see why he would go back there. You know, he had that one, one and a half seasons. He's already gone up against Max. He already knows what that's like. And I guess every driver is confident enough to be like, I'm going to be the one to, to top him. You know, I think everyone, if, if you don't have that mindset as a driver, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, why are you taking part in this sport if you don't think that you are yeah. world champion material? Not everyone is going to be, but I think as a driver, you've got to have that mentality to think you, you, know, you are the best. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he's you know, got that confidence back. And he's like, Do you know what? I can take him on mm -hmm. and I am going to go for it. So who knows? He, he he could go back there, but for yeah. me personally, I'm looking at like, why? It didn't work out well for you last time. Mm -hmm. You'd have to take a year out because you were dropped. And now you've got a great home in Williams that you are doing an incredible job. Mm -hmm. And I think the Mercedes seat could be a better one, a better option for him. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to see him and George 
together like that would be like a really cool team to see together as well yeah that's what i'm thinking though like are mercedes gonna go for maybe two they're experienced but less experienced drivers mm. or are they gonna bring in someone that's like a veteran of the sport and mm. like alonso or something but really bring back sebastian Vettel. I mean, <laughs> if he wants to, why not? I think so many fans want to see it happen. Yeah. Personally, I don't see it happening, sadly. No. But He's I love Sebastian Vettel, and I would love to see him come back. Yeah. But um, yeah, until they go to sustainable fuel, I don't think Sebastian Vettel will be coming yeah. back. Although, it's a Vettel-esque helmet there, so maybe... We're putting out the signs yeah. for it. We want it to happen. Okay, some more breaking news though, Hayden, that mm -hmm. I think we should chat about is obviously Andretti yep. being rejected yep. from the sport. It was actually quite savage though. Mm. Reading like the reports, obviously all the fans and like people in the industry did have quite a negative response yeah. to it because they were like, I can't believe that. And then it came out, which I don't know if it's fully true or if it is just rumors, that the emails were getting sent to the junk folder. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a real big shame, to be honest, Andretti not being in the sport. I understand when they gave like the reasons for why they can't come in. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. They're not going to be getting podiums and stuff, but a lot of teams, new teams coming in, won't go straight to those podiums unless it's like yeah, a, no, exactly. a Braun GP situation. But they weren't a new team. They were they were yeah. Honda, so they yeah, it changed. A new team. So that's the thing. I'm like, why not bring in? Obviously, you need to look at like, okay, if we bring in a thirteenth team, we need the extra garage, and are they going to fit on the tracks yeah, and stuff yeah. like that? But they are. They're always going to make room it for it. It should already be there. The infrastructure yeah. should already be. And if it's not, then that's on like Formula One and the the people organising the sport to be like, you're not planning ahead and you're not planning for more teams, which yeah. is what fans want. And, you know, more seats being available helps the junior drivers come up. There's a lot of F2 drivers who like Pierre Porcher wins it, doesn't have a seat. Drogovic wins it, doesn't have a seat. Yeah. Like not all of them are always gonna have a seat. It's not mm -hmm. like throughout history, every F2 driver has always gone straight into F1. It's not always happened. Um, you know, it took a while for Nick De Vries to get into Formula One and yeah. it didn't work out for him sadly because it wasn't a strong field in which he won his championship in. So yeah, I think it's just sad because it, it means that there's less seats on the grid and it also, they're allowed to apply again in 2028 because then that will be when they plan to be able to make their own engines. They're mm -hmm. like, okay, this is going to be a better claim for you. But it's still those other elements of like the infrastructure is not there or this stuff has to be moved. Mm -hmm. And then also the fact of they don't see value in an 11th team. So like, does it just makes it look like, by the way, guys, there's no point. And, you know, I hate to say it, but it comes down to money because that big prize pool is now going to have to be shared between 11 teams. The teams don't want it. And it's fair enough for teams. Like I'm not pointing the finger at teams being like, you know, it, it's your fault for not having this extra team because you're greedy. That's not the case at all. Yeah. A business is a business and you've got to look after yourself. You can't just go, yeah, I don't mind taking less money if we can have this new person come in. Yeah. But in terms of having a new team, I don't think you're going to get a better application than Audi, who are just like such a huge name mm -hmm. in motorsport. Well, that's the thing, though, because they've hit back saying that there isn't going to be like enough benefit, mm -hmm. which I think, you know, you've got a very iconic motorsport brand there yeah. wanting to come in. Like you say, who else is going to compete yeah. with that? Like there's obviously is other options, but I just think I was really disappointed when I saw it. I was like, oh, and then I saw all the comments. and I was like, oh, everyone else has the same reaction as myself. Are they going to bring in another team soon? Yeah. 2028. I don't know. I think everyone yeah. will still get that pushback. Yeah, I think so as well. And it's just like things like the name and and, and also in the, in the thing that they said that Audi would get more of a benefit than Formula One. That's a fair assessment. Like yeah. it's, it's definitely a fair assessment. But then you look at the other teams that are established in Formula One. 
like Haas, for example, coming in, you know, was the benefit there for Formula One or was it mm. for for Haas? Yeah. You know, I think Ferrari's probably the only the only brand that you're like, if they left, it's like, wow, that's that's huge that they've left Formula yeah. One. I think all the other teams are a huge part of it, don't get me wrong, but yeah. in terms of the name or the the name of that brand, mm. it's not bigger than Formula One in that in that kind of sense. So I don't think again again, I think it's a point that just goes to say to everybody else who ever wants to apply, don't even try because yeah. it's never going to happen don't unless bother. somebody else drops out. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. In, in and, and I already made a video on this on the channel and I said my thoughts. But yeah, for me, it's ridiculous. And I would just, yeah, it's, 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 it's saddening because I just want to see more teams. And I got into Formula One mm -hmm. a lot more in around the 2010, 2011 era. That's when I really started to like be religious about it and watch every single session, every single race. And there were, you know, 12 teams on the grid then. Yeah. So it's like, why can't we have that? Yeah. You might as well just bring that back. Also, I think it's a good point that you mentioned, like obviously when you came into the sport, because when I came into it, it was like for the fans. Like, like I was winning competitions, getting to go to races, all this stuff. And I think they pushed loads of stuff to get fans involved and to get that engagement mm -hmm. a little bit higher. But now if you look at it, it's like, you know, a lot of the critique towards Formula One now is it's mainly money based. It's always the decisions are based off mm -hmm. the money as opposed to the fans, which of course it has to be to a certain extent. But then I do think they are moving away. Now, obviously, we're bringing all the US races in. So extortionate. Yeah. Ticket prices going up. So all these problems that are showing F1 moving away from fans. Fans want another team. They're not doing that. So I just think mm -hmm. that's what we're in at the minute. Yeah, I, I don't... I wouldn't say it's moving away from fans. I think it's more catering to, like, a casual audience. Yeah. That's a, the way I kind of see it. Like, because street circuits, for example, we talked about this in the last podcast that I'm not a big fan of street circuits just taking over, mm -hmm. you know, and there's, it's not fully taken over. It's not over half. I, I, I don't know the exact number of street circuits that are on, on the track, but you've got like, you know, Australia, which is kind of a street circuit, but also, you know, there's permanent parts to it as well. But I just think that it's, it's bringing Formula One to the fans because obviously there's a lot more people in a city mm -hmm. and it's easier for people rather than being Silverstone, which, you know, we love Silverstone, but it is a field and it is so difficult to get to and you have to camp. If you don't like camping, I hate camping. Yeah. If you don't like camping, then you you know, you just endure it for a weekend and just have a great weekend. But yeah. you know, they bring it to a fans where you can get a hotel or get a Airbnb. Like super whatever, close to the know. track, so easy exactly. accessible. So they're definitely bring it to the fans, but it's just a case of like maybe some of those old school fans feel like they're pushed away yeah. because of, you know, bringing in that new audience, mm. which yeah, is... I think some fans as well kind of like, I mean, we are not big fans of camping, but some fans like love that as well. Cause like yeah. you do, you spend the whole weekend there and you're like in it, you mm. know, you, you're camping what, 10 minutes away mm. normally from the track itself. You're like really involved. Whereas obviously if it's a street, cir street circuit, you can still be 10 minutes away from the track, stay in a hotel right mm. outside, but it just feels more like authentic, I mm -hmm. think. So some fans do like that, but I don't know, Drive to Survive caters to towards a lot of fans as well. So there's kind of like pros and cons. They are kind of working towards fans, but then they're moving away in different areas, really. Yeah. But what I thought was great for us as fans <laughs> was the state car launch. Yes, really enjoyable. I think car launches with that one, at least being there. I mean, I haven't been, that was my first ever car launch I've been Yeah, to. same. So I can't say for other ones in which I've just watched the live stream because I didn't watch the state live stream because obviously I was, I was lucky enough to be there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it looked like on the live stream, but at least being there, it was, it felt to me what car launches should be rather than just here's a render mm -hmm. or we're just going to have this boring press conference for like 30 minutes 
and then we unveil the car. Like it was a proper party. Mm-hmm. Like there was uh, the press conference happened earlier on downstairs, and then when the majority of the guests arrived, we got ushered into this really cool area that they took over the Guildhall in London. And, and like, it was like all of its neon green. Yeah, and it was like a huge space everywhere. Yeah, yeah. These these really cool um, uh, portraits that were like old school because it was it's a very gothic like eighteen mm-hmm. hundred seventeen hundreds style building. And you've got these portraits from like that kind of era with like Joe's face on it <laughs> and like Bottas' face and the and the team principal as well. So really, really cool place. And then the car reveal and it's just it was just a party and it was a really great vibe and a really nice place to be and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Cause like you say, like none of us have been to a car launch before. Mm-hmm. So what are you expecting? Is it literally just here you go, here's yeah, the yeah. car, or is it a, like a massive event? And it was. I came away like that was the best night ever. And then obviously Valtteri and Joe were like chatting as mm-hmm. well. And so was uh the team principal, Alessandro. So it was nice. My only ship as well, right? Just want to put this out there. I've not seen her presenting live before. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I like she is actually a really big inspiration for me now because she's so professional, she's eloquent, she's vibrant. And then when you speak to her in person as well, you see her like chatting with people, she's like the same, obviously less professional because she'd be a bit more relaxed. Yeah. But that really made it for me as well. It was great to have her host in the event. And she's a lovely person. Literally, also (laughs) love Valtteri's hair. (laughs) That's what I was saying to Hayden the whole time. I was like, I like Valtteri's hair. <laughs> it looks great. The blonde. Love a the, mullet the, the and a blonde, blonde. The bleach blonde, actually, I think, because it, it just stands out a lot more yeah, yeah. than his normal blonde colour. Yeah. But did you like the car? Did I like the car? Just um, like the livery of it. Did you enjoy Did I like the livery? Um, no. I'm going to be, it's it's my first, like, it's it's not, it's like a five, I think. If I'm going to rate it out of ten, it's, it's a five. It's just okay for me. Like, from yeah. the front, I like it. As people know, if you know me, you know I like the colour. I like vibrant cars. I like them all to be distinguished amongst each other. That's what I want. So like the front end being bright neon green, I can tell which car it is from the front. Yeah. From the side, yeah, I think I think out of all the cars that are carbon and colour, that's going to be the one that's going to stand out the most because it is just neon in your face. So it's good. But I think the design is, is not my favourite, at least from the side view of the car. But uh, I know it's so difficult for these guys when they are producing it because it's not just a case of like, oh, this graphic designer, here you go. Can you just do a livery for us? They'll do it and go, okay, cool, that's fine. Mm -hmm. job done. Sponsors have to be in the right place. They have to also make sure they're in the right colors. Some sponsor might not be on top of some other sponsored branding. Hence why, if, for example, a Golf livery or, or, or a Chrome livery from McLaren, you know, you've got the Chrome color. Would a sponsor then want their name on top of the chrome sponsoring of another company they'd be yeah, like no yeah. we don't want that so you've got to jump through those loopholes you've also got to build it so that the logos and the design aren't going to be all warped and changed if you decide oh actually we're going to go for this different side pod design halfway through the season mm-hmm. so they've got to jump through those hoops as well so i understand the difficulty and i think for what they have been given mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 an okay it's a nice looking livery it's just a five for me but it's n- no more <laughs> it's like nothing special that's how i felt as well because like the event obviously was so cool and i was like wow this is great i can't yeah. wait to see the car but a few people did say at the event you know that neon green is really giving like halloween it's giving like 
if you do remember Asda. Eurovision, if you're from the UK, Asda, Asda. Yeah. Eurovision's Asda entry, Racing Finland. Team. That's what I mean. I've seen all the memes. Yeah. There was like Powerpuff Girls as well. It's got the green one. Nickelodeon, memes, slime. The yeah. yeah, they're all flying around. So like that was kind of in my head. But then when obviously the car was unveiled, I was like, it's this carbon fiber thing. We're <laughs> yeah. seeing yeah, this yeah, across yeah. the grid, yeah. obviously. There's, there's more carbon fiber and less paint. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, great for the weight, you know, yeah, get yeah. rid of all the paint. But then it is just making the, a lack of design really, yeah. which is, I think is a bit of a shame. But, okay, let's forget all the other variables that you just <laughs> mentioned and all the difficulties they might have. I was designing the car. Keep the green, okay. great. Keep a bit of carbon fiber, you know, don't put anything on top of that, great. But they should have used a darker green as well. It just makes it pop a little bit more then. You've not just got then the one Neon Eurovision as the green, like it's Eurovision. Just... Where did Eurovision? Have you not watched Eurovision? Yeah, I watched Eurovision, Last but year. I, I didn't see the. Oh, Iceland. Aiden. Uh, Finland. Is it Finland? Finland. Oh, Finland. Yeah, yeah, Finland. Finland. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he cha, was in the. Cha, cha, <laughs> cha, 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 cha. Yeah, yeah. I was there at Eurovision. <laughs> by the way, I've got loads of videos of that. <laughs> I loved it. But that's the thing for me. If they did something different, and obviously we'll get on to Williams, but yeah. you know, you have got like the duo tone. Love that. It just yeah, there's yeah. something else about it. There was too much empty space on yeah. that car for me we spoke about it last week and we said we understand why their carbon's there it's obviously it's weight savings for performance fully understand it and again it's one of those things that we understand why the livery is the way it is because of loopholes that you have to jump in but as fans i know that there's some people in the comments are like i don't care about how the car looks i just like the racing that's fine you know if that's what you enjoyed that's that's perfectly fine for me i like to watch the broadcast and easily be able to tell which car is which yeah and i feel like Yes, okay, the McLaren at least is a bright orange that's alongside the black, mm -hmm. and the stake is a bright green that's alongside the black as well. Haas is black with bits of white and red, so I think if there's another car like a Mercedes, it could be quite difficult from afar mm -hmm. to distinguish the two cars between those. And we haven't even got to some of the other cars. I mean, Alpine, that's going to be launching today. Yeah. They're giving hints of a pink camo, and I'm fully for it. But and if they just say it's a BWT livery that they're running for one or two races i'm gonna be furious <laughs> because i love the pink liveries when they're on the racing points i love the pink livery when it's on the bwt mm -hmm. alpine car for a couple of races give us the whole season it's a shame because alpine blue is also such a beautiful color as well and yeah. i think they do a good livery with that so you've got to sacrifice that one for the pink but you know if you're gonna go pink give me the full pink no do you know what i actually agree but i do like the that more like darker slash tealy blue with a mixture of the pink in there i'd be quite happy with just standard you know the pink. but the we do like full pink. on barbie that's the vibe we're going for yes yes but what's got you barbie think? alpine and then oppenheimer mercedes <laughs> it's just gonna be and then asda, asda um, yeah steak so kick <laughs> then steak what did you think though of the Williams? I like the Williams. I looked at the Williams and I enjoyed what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. um, I am worried that the two-tone blue, the darker blue is going to turn into carbon black and they're going to be like, our car's maybe a little bit slow. We can gain a little bit of performance if we just strip this dark blue and we put it black and just make it, well, just no paint. It's just carbon. So again, it could be another car, but at the moment, I'm glad they came out with something where they painted the whole thing mm -hmm. Please don't <laughs> revert back. One thing I'm really happy for as well, the Duracell is is just the oh, best. Yes. It's the best marketing logo yeah. sponsorship on a car. Yeah. Like it's perfect placement at the uh 
at the airbox at the top. So yeah. I'm so happy that's still there. I said that when I did a little uh, short on the Williams launch. I was like, yes, they kept in my favorite <laughs> part of that whole car. No, do you know what? I really liked it because they, they've got a mixture of like, you know, the history mm -hmm. of Williams. And also they tried to make yeah. it a new Williams era, which is the, really like the, race the other blue. Williams as well. Yes. Very good. But I do want to see Gulf like a full-on Gulf Williams well, livery at some point. Do another one, like a I special livery. I, the orange and the blue. Yeah, yeah. Love, that's my favourite livery of all time. I've got like a Gulf bag, I've got a Gulf cup, and oh, I just think it's beautiful just together. Love Gulf. Gulf and <laughs> Gulf, um, well, actually, they're sim racing gloves, but I do we wear wore, them. We went karting today. You wore them today. Yeah. How, how were they on the karting? Do you know they're what? Not, they're not work. <laughs> Every time I go karting, my hands just ache because I'm gripping for dear life <laughs> on that wheel. So I was like, do you know what? The gloves ain't even the problem at this point. <laughs> it's clearly me. just the way I'm holding the wheel, really. But yeah, I'm such a big fan of that colour scheme together. Yeah. So I'm hoping to see that. They did it um, Singapore, Japan, maybe Qatar mm -hmm. as well. It was around that, that back end of the season. Mm -hmm. Um they had those races with that livery. So I'm sure at some point they're gonna bring that back for sure. Please. Uh, and I'm here for it. But what they've what they've come out of the blocks with, I like. I do yeah. like the little uh hints of the red and white as well. And I think it's I think it's a really, really good livery. Yeah. Solid seven for me. You haven't and even rated liveries. I need steak. Yeah. I need Williams. I need a rating from you. And I don't oh. wanna hear I'm in an iron again. Kay. I don't wanna hear a point three. This is it's a bit point three. No. Now okay. give me it. Williams. I'm gonna it? give you solid numbers. So Williams, I'm gonna give. Oh, I feel like you're waffling. I nearly said a seven point five. Right. No, no, I'm gonna give the Williams an eight. An eight. Okay. It's impressed okay. me. I liked okay. it, and I'm gonna give steak. Unfortunately, like a four. Ooh, Unfortunately, I'm uh, yeah, not a fan. What about you? Hass. I, I, I said I already said I said a five for steak. Oh yeah, I know. And you then a seven for Williams. Hass. What are we saying for Hass? I was pleasantly surprised, and mm. this is where I'm going to go against what I was saying about carbon fibre. I think it works with the Haas. Making it predominantly black, I actually liked that. They kept, like, obviously the nose has a mm -hmm. few colours and stuff, and the red and the white. I was quite impressed with the Haas. They're not going to do something out of the blue, are they? Or, like, something out of the box. So, for me, I was like, it's mediocre, but I wasn't expecting anything more from Haas. So, my rating for Haas, I know this straight away, is a four. A four? Yeah. I'm, I am I am fully <laughs> shook it because I I actually really liked it. Yeah. I think for what they've had, you know, all teams have this, you know, that let's try and reduce as much paint as possible. But they've done it really well. I think the problem is, is because a lot of the cars are black this year, so they all kind of look the same. Yeah. That it's sort of warping everyone's opinion of it. I think if that was just the only car that was of that color scheme yeah. on the grid, for me it's an eight. That's it is a true. very beautiful livery. The way that they've it's an improvement from last year's car, which has taken away the white and put on more black. So it's a darker, it's going to blend into the tarmac a bit more. And night races, it's going to just, just disappear. But I think it looks beautiful. I think Do they've done an amazing job. Do you know why I'm harsh with it? Because the rich energy livery was my favourite when they partnership. The black and gold is when gone. Grosjean was driving for the team. Forget about Grosjean. <laughs> forget no, no, about no. rich energy. That was my favourite car, right? My favourite number <laughs> was eight. What was Grosjean's number? Eight. Was it eight because of Roman Grosjean or was it? No, no, one? it was already eight. So I was like, oh, I think maybe that was the bit of the pull I had, like when I first came into the sport. And I was like, oh, number eight, whatever. You know, I'm a Grosjean fan. I'm not even gonna try and make excuses. But I love that livery. I just think the black and the gold, like 
that works together so let seamlessly. I, I want it, it back. Please bring it back. I know it's a bit controversial, but Got bring back the Rich Energy Partnership, and then I would give the Hass livery an no, eight. You can't just give it a different because it's a different <laughs> livery. All right, I'm just. We're just not going to talk about this because I no. we're literally opposite ends of the spectrum on this house. Well, actually, wait, I've got one more point for you, Hayden. Also, obviously, you know, some of the car launches are just digital renders. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm like. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's an important thing. Like when when we make these ratings, this could completely change when they're out on track. 100%. I remember 22. I was like, I can't remember what car it was. I think it was the pink Alpine then that I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's not it's not as bright of a pink as maybe the racing point used to be. And then I went to Bahrain testing and mm -hmm. I saw it on track and I was like, that Alpine is one of my favorites. Like that looks amazing. So as soon as you see it then out on track. You're like, wow. And to be fair, yeah. some cars in real life look so much different because I remember the McLaren, they like really up the saturations to the point that the McLaren at some points during the season was like a blood orange red. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, it's more like a highlighter color orange, isn't it? Like, well, it was a papaya, isn't it? Oh, but yeah. Get, get it right, Hayden. Sorry, sorry. But You're going to offend yeah. people, yeah. My opinion probably will change when the season starts. You see, see the rest, track. yeah. But yeah. right now, has 8 out of 10. Also, actually, one more point. Oh, no, no, it's, actually, it's not about Haas, it's not about Haas though. Leave him alone. One more <laughs> point is, right now I'm not for, you know, more of a black looking car. However, I prefer a darker Mercedes than the silver Mercedes that we had. I don't know if you feel the same. Um, I prefer the silver. Silver? Yeah. I just don't. Just because, again, it, it comes down to my personal preference. And also, I think because I'm a content creator who plays the F1 game, and I know that the car that you want to drive is one that's, colorful mm -hmm. from the tv pod and it stands out from the tarmac because yeah. if i drive a mercedes on the game in a night race there's no <laughs> thumbnail there there's no footage there you cannot see like you you can see mm -hmm. but it's it's difficult whereas you drive a ferrari yeah bam right in your face red in your face mm -hmm. so that's probably where my preference also comes from of driving okay hayden now it's my favorite part of the podcast which Spicy. is hot takes <laughs> so Let's get into the first one, which, no, no, I'm not, I, I'm going to say if I think it's spicy or not after I say it, but. Okay. The race calendar is too static. The teams know everything about most circuits. A minimum of three tracks per year should be new or rotating tracks they haven't raced at at least five years. Yeah, I think it's a fair, a fair point, to okay. be honest. Uh, is it too static? I think we've got a lot of tracks coming on the calendar, so there's a lot of excitement. Okay. I don't like that we're getting a lot of street circuits, but it's still exciting when there's a new track. You're always yeah. like, how is it going to be? Because mm -hmm. maybe your opinion is going to change straight away. You'll be like, actually, this is quite a cool street circuit. Mm -hmm. um, would it be nice to have it unique every season? Actually, yes, I think so. I mm -hmm. think, you know, America's got so many great racetracks that we never go to, like mm -hmm. Road Atlanta, uh, Laguna Seca. I yeah. guess it could actually be really difficult for um, one of those cars to go around the the corkscrew but you never know until you get there mm -hmm. who knows some ovals as well an f1 <laughs> car and an oval i think i think tracks should be unique i yeah. think all tracks across the season should all be unique like a monaco is a monaco like it is a qualifying it's all about qualifying yes it's a procession on race day but the qualifying laps mm -hmm. are just beautiful right so that's that but we don't need another monaco we don't need another slow yeah. street circuit you, then you've got like, I don't know, a Magello, for example, that is fast flowing and you're always on it. Same, same to like a Qatar that's like very demanding on a driver. Maybe a bit too demanding last year, mm -hmm. make them work for it, but maybe not put them over the edge like Qatar did. But uh, I think, yeah, we should 
be changing it up and we should have a lot of these circuits because so many are signing up that it's like where do we put them yeah and i also think you know it's good what they say i think about rotating it because if you have like a driver that's you know raced there for 10 years mm. they're gonna know that track through and through whereas like a rookie comes in and then maybe they're bracing it in a different series but not the same experience yeah. in f1 but then i have a point to counteract that because if the you know, more experienced driver, it's in a different team, it's a different car, it's different mm -hmm. setup, they need to learn how to drive that car. So they kind of forget a little bit about what they know about the track because it's more about the car than the track. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, would it make a difference? Really, is it an unfair advantage right now to have more experienced drivers know that? But then they get to grips with it. They yeah. do testing so and practice. So then I'm like, is that a good point? Am I counteracting my point already? Everyone kind of tests the same, don't they? I mean, yeah. a new year, your car's going to be either an evolution of last year or you've got a new car. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is going to be slightly new every every season. Um, adaptability, yeah, that could be something that is definitely tested. Yeah. You know, we spoke about it last week. Build these circuits so that you can go in both directions. Exactly. So you can literally just do a reverse race mm -hmm. for one year and you do it the other way another year. Like, yes, okay, right now for circuits are already there, it's not possible because mm. the barriers are put up in a certain way. Fully understand that. But a new track that comes on the calendar, they have to be told, by the way, if you're making this track, you got to go either that way mm -hmm. and also this way. So that would, you know, create a unique calendar by yeah. still going to same places that they want to go to. Say they, you know, we have to have a play, a race in Vegas mm -hmm. because we have to go to Vegas. Cool. Make it so we can go in both directions. <laughs> so next year, we just do it the other way. The poor drivers, let me tell you if that happens. No, I actually do think it is exciting when you have new tracks. Now mm. we're speaking about Madrid and there's been a bit of like, you know, mixed opinions on that because I'm sad to see Barcelona go, obviously, mm. but I'm really excited to see Madrid, your favorite place. We know that, like you mentioned <laughs> oh, yeah. last time. You yeah, love Madrid. Again. Um, so there is that sense of you know keeping f1 fresh keeping it exciting if you rotate it it's exciting for the drivers it's exciting for the fans so i'm gonna rate this hot take super super spicy pausing, honestly you my brain you goes just can't decide you're so <laughs> indecisive it's i really insane. am um, super super spicy super super spicy okay so a five so like a Nando's lemon lemon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for um, you. Yeah. Um, I will go with a a four. I agree with it. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I agree with this. I want it to happen now. Is it happening next season? Please. Should we get it? We'll yeah, speak to some I people. Think, you know, F one's watching this, so um. we'll chat to some people. <laughs> okay. The next hot take is mm -hmm. Piastri will be champion before Russell Leclerc. Or Norris. Oh, now that is spicy. That's that that uh, gif or or that screenshot from Tangled where all the swords are pointed <laughs> at Flynn Rider. Um, that is that's that right now. Damn. Yeah. Okay, Landon Norris fans, Charles Leclerc fans, all coming for this person at the moment. I mean, he had a really good rookie season. To be fair to him, mm -hmm. you know, there were times that he did beat Lando. There were times that Lando was getting a bit. I think too critical of himself, makes mistakes. Everyone's allowed to make mistakes. I think Lando was far too critical on himself in some times where he's just like, no, I'm stupid, I'm a rubbish driver because he's just made a little little error. These things happen, you know. Could, it, could I don't know. Mm. I'm really excited to see how this season will go between mm -hmm. those two because Piastri's in his second season. And I think, you know, he's a really, he's a really strong driver in a way that I really like. Mm -hmm. And it's not a case of like, he's very fast, obviously, but he's very smart. 
He doesn't go for risky overtakes. He's not, you know, just going to be like a late breaker. That's not his, that's yeah. not his you know, aura. It's about getting, it's kind of like a, a, a Prost. Smart, I just need to get to the finish line in the slowest way possible mm-hmm. and just pick up the exact points that I need. Yeah, I think he's like a careful, but not too careful mm. of a driver where he's like, you know, in the middle or at the end of the field. He's like careful enough to not make really bad mistakes. I think though, you can't really judge this yet because I think when all of them first came into the sport, everyone's like, oh, world mm. champion material right there. We've said it about all of them and it's only been Piastri's, you know, first season. He's going in, he's still a rookie, obviously. Yeah. So I'm like, I can only say that after he's had like three or four seasons because like we all thought that about Leclerc. Some people still do. It sounds like sitting on the fence to me again. <gasps> I never every ever sit on the fence. Oh, every ever. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's super spicy this hot take, but there's not enough evidence for me yet because we've said this about all of them when they first that came into like the sport. That sounds like sitting on the fence. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> no. That is sitting on the fence. You've got to just um, get the crystal ball, <laughs> you're gonna have a look fence. into it. And it's like- That'll be my new year's resolution by the end of the year, is to not sit on the fence. Yeah, I have, I have an opinion year. and say it. But I'm gonna rate that hot take. I think that's spicy again, so I'm gonna say four. It would have been a five if there was more of a debate for me, but I think I can't debate it yet. You <laughs> can't debate it. Not yet. I will go, I, it's, it is spicy, it is a it five. Is. It's a five, it's off the scale. Um, <laughs> Yes, okay, you, you don't have any information to go on, but, you know, if Mercedes don't work, then that's Russell out the equation. Mm-hmm. If Lewis Hamilton goes to Ferrari, and, you know, that's going to be a battle between Leclerc and Hamilton. Who, yeah. who performs best? If he performs better than Hamilton, he's got a great shot. If he doesn't, Hamilton's going to steal the limelight. Mm-hmm. And then Lando Norris' first Oscar Piastri, we're going to get that this season. Norris needs to snuff him out a little bit, be like, look, all right, you're the newbie. I'm old school now, right? I'm going to show you how it's done. Mm-hmm. So... Five, could Five, it happen? Spicy. We're just gonna have to wait and see. It could happen what I'm for saying. sure. Give it a few more years. Okay, Hayden, our last hot take is Carlos Sainz will have a better season than Charles, and Checo will not finish this season in a Red Bull seat. Wow. Um, okay, let's break down the first part. Carlos Sainz. Can he beat Charles Leclerc? I mean he's been very close the last couple of seasons. Exactly. And as I say, he is the consistent however, if Charles Leclerc stops making just these small little errors, which, you know, he's still allowed to make. He's still, in all fairness, very early into his career, mm-hmm. if you think about it. I think he's going through a phase that Max Verstappen was going through in 2018, around that sort of time, where the, just little mistakes were creeping in and yeah. little collisions, okay? If he fixes those, learns to drive on the knife's edge that he does, but not over it, mm-hmm. could be unreal. Could be absolutely unreal. I mean, qualifying, his qualifying pace is just insane. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, if he gets over that, it's a no. But if he doesn't, the consistent driver, I think, in Carlos Sainz will overcome that. I know. I think the same, to be honest. I don't think they're too like far away from each other mm. enough to be like, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. one is going to be better than the other. It's still kind of like, ooh, it's a bit tip tat at the minute. I'm like, it could be. That is a spicy hot take, but I can see it happening. But about Checo not finishing the season in Red Bull seat, are Red Bull going to be rogue and savage like they have been in the past and do that? Again. Maybe. I think somebody's stealing Checo's seat at the moment because I can hear slightly a car <laughs> going off. So if you can hear that, I'm sorry. But Checo's seat is being stolen <laughs> as we speak. Um, and will he last the season? I think he will. I, unless anything yeah. massive happens. Unless I know that his qualifying has let him down last season. And if the grid is a lot closer together, then that's going to be him falling further down the order and mm-hmm. having to come through the field a lot more. 
could make things difficult. And if you know somebody does challenge Red Bull, they might look at that and be like, okay, our constructors' championship is you know under threat. But I I can't see him underperforming so much like a Nick de Vries was to Sonoda, where yeah. it's like, okay, this clearly we've given it a chance. It's clearly not working. Uh, we're going to need to bring in, you know, let's bring in Daniel Ricciardo, who we have waiting, mm-hmm. who we already know is established and is a strong driver. So I just don't think they, I mean, they still have Daniel Ricciardo. But I guess, okay, in the other way as well, if Ricciardo... Is that you sitting on the fence? No, 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 no. If Ricciardo <laughs> really, really performs, yeah, then there is that option there for... So I can see it actually both ways. I can see you can Ricciardo see performs incredibly well. Like he's He is smashing mm-hmm. Sonoda and it's like, wow, we need to get this guy in the Red Bull as soon as possible. Okay, fair enough. But I'm still saying no. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying there. I do feel like they will just wait until the end of the season and yeah. then bring him in for the next season. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Because I think Checo is a good driver. Like, he's not performing how Max is, and that obviously makes him not look as good in comparison. But he is a really good driver, so I don't think they will get rid of him. He, he can be consistent. He makes a few little mistakes here and yeah. there, and his qualifying at times is not I mean, being great. He's still got P2 in, exactly. the, in, the, in the driver's championship. Yeah, he's and still getting good results. Has the car's good? If the car is still as good as it was, mm-hmm. then there's no need to replace him. I mean, Mercedes made that mistake by getting rid of Bottas, in a sense, because it was just so comfortable yeah. between Lewis and Bottas. Like, they had a comfortable driver pairing. Mm-hmm. Established number one and established number two. Uh, Red Bull kind of have that at the moment. If they come under threat and, you know, you got Hamilton Leclerc, then, then you look enough. at it and be like, okay, yeah. we, need a, we need a big shot here. Yeah. But, but not for this season. No. Maybe next. So what are you rating that hot take? Um, A four. I'm going to go four on that one. Okay. Um, Yeah, it can go either way with Carlos and, and Leclerc. But I think straight no one um, disagree with the Checo. Yeah. Let's bring it down to a three. I'm bringing it down to a three. I was thinking 3.5. No. No. No, no. <laughs> no I'm not. No, no I, I was five. thinking a three as well. 3. I 1. think. Just a 3.0256. <laughs> if I could have that number, I would. Yeah, I'm going to rate it a three. It's like, it's, it's a little bit spicy. There's lots of debate for us there, but mm. it's not as spicy as the other ones. So 3.14, right? Very spicy exactly pie for you. Exactly that. Yeah. The brains over here. <laughs> okay, Hayden, that's all we've been chatting about today. Done and dusted. So if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure you stay tuned for the next one. And we'll be breaking down so much more news, I'm sure. So we'll see you there. If you would like to see your hot takes featured on a future podcast, then let us know in the comment section below your spiciest takes and also over on our Twitter.